Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here at the home office. It's a Wednesday morning, September 21st. Thank you for joining us for Romans Rewind. This is where we take 10 or 15 minutes every weekday morning to unpack a portion of God's Word. This season, we are, of course, in the book of Romans. We're preaching through that book on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks. We use these times in the weekday to sort of pick up the pieces or the 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 scraps or leftovers is not exactly the right way to say that. Um, we we pick up some of the loose ends, some things that we did not get a chance to delve into maybe as, as much or as deep as we wish we would have on that previous Sunday. And so here we are, glad you've joined us. We are talking this week about the spiritual gifts. And the last two days, been really speaking specifically about the gifts of teaching and prophecy, how they um, are practiced, how we're to understand them in the context of the church today versus the church in the New Testament, how there's overlap, but there's distinctions. We're moving on from that discussion, and we're going to look at some of these other gifts. And so let's begin in Romans 12, verse 6, and, and read from there. Paul says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Now, one of the things that we want to understand, and we're going to see this in our passage this coming Sunday, where Paul is giving directives for things that need to be true of all Christians, just because we might not have a particular spiritual gift, meaning that we're not um, particularly naturally gifted, endowed, oriented towards a particular gift, does not mean that we aren't to use um, that gift in a general way we're called for. So, so, so a couple examples. There are evangelists. There are people who are gifted in evangelism, but at the same time, that's something we're all called to do as believers. Uh, we are, um, there are those who are particularly gifted in teaching, discerning truth and error. Well, all of us, in a sense, are to be Bereans, right, of the Bible and to understand truth and error. It's just that those who are gifted in this lead the others into the practice of those gifts in the local church. And this is going to be important, and particularly important to, to understand as we look at some of these other gifts so I want to talk about the gift of generosity or the gift of giving, um, which is referenced here, interestingly, twice, okay? So let's go back to the text for a second. Um, Paul says, if service in our serving, and then the one who contributes in generosity, so let's look at that first one first um, in verse seven, if service and are serving now, which, which let's be honest, can sound kind of strange because isn't that what Paul is talking about is service in general and giftings. And so why would Paul say, use your, use your gifts to serve? Isn't that what we're talking about? Does, isn't that in other words, redundant? Well, when you look at the word at the root there, it's the same word from which we get um, the word deacon, okay, diaconoi, it, it means literally to wait tables. And we first see this word in 
Acts chapter 6, where we are told that, um, in fact, why don't you, why don't you flip over there? Um, no need me misquoting this passage when we can just turn to it. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing a number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So, and the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to, there's the word, to serve tables. Diakonoi. It's where we get the word deacon. It can mean service generally. But it also has a more technical usage, and we see it here in Acts 6, and I think this is what is being referenced in Romans 12, that, that there is a particular gifting um, that's oriented toward the mobilization of generosity or distribution. In fact, this is what we see in Acts 6, right? So when, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the apostles say, um, we need men who will help us ad help us serve tables. They don't mean necessarily they are literally serving tables, although that's that's part of it. It's that they are overseeing the distribution of food. In other words, the the apostles were saying we don't we need to, to devote ourselves to teaching. All right, the ministry of the word and prayer. Um, this task of administrating this whole giving out of bread and making sure each of the groups of the widows are adequately cared for. This is beyond our scope. This is a this is a big matter. This is a huge administrative leadership task. And so we want to entrust this to these men that we're raising up to lead. And, and these were no, um, and again, we, we got to be careful. These would not be what we would think of as deacons. It might be the forerunner of a deacon, but these were gifted men, and you look at the list, Stephen, Philip. I mean, these were evangelists. These were assistants to the apostles. These were preachers and teachers in their own right. And what's happening here is the apostles are saying, we need a gifted group of leaders who will come in and will lead this ministry, this distribution of the bread. Uh, this and, and this is what is happening here in Romans chapter 12. Paul says that there are those who are um, very gifted at leading administration, at mobilizing people towards action, towards meeting of needs. I think about our benevolence team here at Four Oaks, where Allison Mewborn is one of our deacons, and she leads this team. And part of their responsibility is to mobilize resources for those who are in need in the body. And that is no small task. There is a lot of needs in the body, and most of us aren't even aware of all the needs and what goes into figuring out um, what goes where and who needs what and for what duration and for how long. You can see that that's, that's a unique gifting, okay? And, and Paul says there are those who are equipped to do that, and those who are should do it, okay? Now, when we get down to... Um, Verse eight, it says, the one who contributes in generosity. If if the if serving diaconoi in a in a technical sense is overseeing the distribution of needs and leading the organization of that, verse eight is talking more about the specific gift of giving of generosity. 
that in fact the word there literally means to contribute from oneself so this is a a personal gifting right and so we all know of those people in the church family and i don't want to mention them because i don't think they would want me to mention them their names who are just incredibly generous um, in their personal resources in their time um, they get great joy in giving. They get great joy in blessing others, not maybe, maybe monetarily, but certainly um, just by uh, loaning out things in their lives to other Christians, making resources available to them. Um, and this is such a blessing to the body. And there are those in the body who are particularly gifted towards it. And so one of the things we have to keep in mind is this doesn't mean that all Christians aren't called to be generous and all Christians aren't called to give to the needs of the local church, et cetera. It just means that there are those who take particular joy and maybe have particular financial blessing where they're able to do this in a sort of an extraordinary way. And what we want to do as a church family is look to those people as examples to emulate them, um, to encourage them. Now, this can be Sometimes we can get confused because Jesus gives us warnings, right? Don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. And he's talking about giving. And is that wrong, Pastor Paul, to be talking about generosity and highlighting those who are generous to the church? Well, remember what Jesus is talking about. This is a warning to the Pharisees not to give material they're offering, material things they're offerings, in order to be seen in order to receive the praise of men. That was one of the cardinal sins of the, of the religious leaders in Israel. And Jesus is saying, when you give, don't give for that reason, okay? So there can be something that is lurking in our hearts that motivates us to be generous because we wanna be seen. We wanna be to receive acclamation. We want to receive recognition and be praised. And obviously that is not the core motivation of our giving. Our motivation to give is to meet the needs of others and to honor God as our spiritual act of worship. But that's not the same thing as saying that as a church family, we want to highlight those who have the gift of giving, um, Not again, not just monetarily, but just in terms of their lives, their resources, their time, who are extra generous with their lives and their homes and hospitality and 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 it could, of course, include possessions. That's a good thing. Um, that's a good thing for us to, to put those folks forward to say, these are people who are blessing the church family, and we want to celebrate them, and we want to call you to emulate them. And so I, I focus on these two things because they're closely related. Sometimes um, it's hard to make a distinction between them because, let's be honest, sometimes those who are truly gifted in administrating um, for the needs of the body are also people who also have the gift of generosity, okay? Not always. Sometimes those who have the gift of generosity can't administrate themselves out of a paper bag. That's why they need, you know, these administrative types. But to say all that to say, this is, I think, the way we're to understand what Paul is talking about here in terms of generosity and giving and serving and we want to call ourselves, all of us to it, to be generous, but we also want to fan into flame those who particularly have the gifting 
of generosity and serving. All right. We will continue to work our way through the rest of these gifts over the next two days. In the meantime, let's pray and commit our day to the Lord. Lord, um, you have shown us the ultimate generosity by giving us your son, Jesus. And we want our generosity ultimately to honor you and to point towards him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.